This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wurundjeri land, and this is The Full Story. Today, the Albanese government is releasing this independent review of the Reserve Bank of Australia. The Reserve Bank is preparing to undergo its biggest change in decades. This is about learning from the past to strengthen the Reserve Bank for the future. A sweeping review has pointed out the bank's shortcomings and recommends 51 changes to bring it into the 21st century so that it can handle the economic pressures of an increasingly complex world. A visitor to the place now will find it does seem rather like a 1960s state institution. It's uh, conservative uh, in its practices, um, rock solid perhaps, but is it able to change with the times? And I think that's really um, a subtext to the review. But how will this change the way interest rates are set? And will it ease the cost of living crisis? Today... Economics correspondent Peter Hannum on the future of the Reserve Bank. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. And my goal here throughout is a world-class central bank which is more effective, more transparent, and more independent, calling on more expertise to make its important decisions. Peter, Treasurer Jim Chalmers last week announced the findings of the first review into the Reserve Bank since the 90s. Why is this review needed now? Lately in Australia, there'd been so much focus on the uh, RBA Governor Phil Lowe promising towards the end of 2021 that uh, interest rates probably wouldn't rise until 2024 or even later. And of course, as of uh, last May, Uh, Interest rates rose at the fastest pace, really, uh, since the RBA started independently setting courses, you know, for for interest rates. And that's uh, added to the need for scrutiny of of this institution. Mm. So with uh, financial markets becoming increasingly complex, and this is, you know, as digital currencies emerge, possibly the kind of uh, frequency and intensity of uh, financial storms when they break becoming worse is an institution which hadn't really changed much uh, in its operations fit for purpose. And this review was trying to uh, learn what are the lessons from overseas operations that could beef up the work of the RBA. So the review does really kind of highlight 
um, how financial markets are becoming more complex. You know, the skill sets um, required, um, you know, they're, they're definitely evolving and the RBA has to change too. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why the coalition um, has sort of been accepting and, and working pretty much in lockstep. You know, Angus Taylor, the shadow treasurer, has been briefed along the way. Uh, he was given a report before its release, you know, and he's given upfront support for it so it can pass through. In fact, you know, they're working so closely together, it's almost a broalition. <laughs> of these um, 51 recommendations, some will require changing the Reserve Bank Act and uh, the target is uh, July of next year to get them through. So it's going to require uh, bipartisan support. As well. Now, we will now work with the Reserve Bank to implement these 51 recommendations in a collaborative and constructive way. Let's talk through some of the major changes the Reserve Bank is preparing to make. Currently, the Reserve Bank has just one board that does everything. It's made up of largely a mix of people with different business backgrounds that help it understand how the economy is going. But this review recommends that a new board be added to the bank, which will set interest rates and monetary policy, and its members will need to have expertise in monetary policy. That'll leave the old board to deal with the other business of the bank. Why is this happening? So right now, there is a board uh, of nine people that uh, discuss monetary policy the first Tuesday of every month, except January. So they actually, as a board have all the other duties that governance of uh, institutions have, including personnel and, in the case of the Reserve Bank, currency issuance, certain lending operations. Uh, it's quite a complex organisation. And so the thinking is that with the very specialised skills required, uh, required for sort of managing monetary policy over time, getting the right settings on both uh, inflation, and we'll talk about uh, employment as well, it's really uh, been the case that, you know, is it right to have all those tasks lumped on one board? And the answer from this review is no. So there'll be a separate monetary policy board set up with nine people. Mm. So as it stands, um, the current board isn't necessarily primed to challenge the RBA executive on just like what's the best setting for interest rates, what are the threats from overseas, how do they translate. So they've probably been, by their nature, kind of receivers of this information. So this new monetary policy board will have the governor and deputy governor of the Reserve Bank, as currently on the existing board, as well as the Treasury Secretary. What will be new will be six external hires who will be picked for their knowledge of particularly financial markets, monetary policy, labour market too, which is a nod giving greater emphasis to employment as well as uh, tracking how inflation's going. Uh, but the important thing will be that unlike the current board, these people will be sort of handpicked to deal with what's expected to be more complex challenges uh, in the future when it comes to uh, setting interest rates. Peter, the review says that the current Reserve Bank board doesn't have the right expertise to debate or challenge Governor Philip Lowe and other executives when they meet to decide on interest rates. What do you make of that? Thank you, Judy, um, and good afternoon, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Reserve Bank and thank you for your interest in the Reserve Bank. The Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe did dismiss that kind of finding. He, he noted that 
Yeah, I, I hear that um, in, in, in the um, review. I think one observation I'd make uh, through the review process, which I said was kind of excellent, is that the, the review panel did not sit in the boardroom. And that they were not sort of a bunch of uh, people sitting there meekly accepting uh, the suggestions or recommendations of the RBA. Mm. So that part of the, the uh, review uh, discussion didn't really resonate with me. I find this that part of the the, the, um, the review discussion and not quite lining up with the reality that I know. However, the, the review did note that uh, in most cases there, there was no sign of a decision by the executive, such as the um, Reserve Bank governor at these meetings. He wasn't overruled and probably nor were the kind of research or findings from within the RBA challenged. And I think the intention of bringing in external experts that would really be able to hold their own, possibly challenge uh, the RBA. Um, and that's the kind of activities, for instance, which are encouraged in the Bank of England, which some of these changes have been modelled on. Mm. Changes. Uh, now, the review also made a number of welcome suggestions to make appointments of external members to RBA boards more open and transparent. In fact, we have already taken steps in this direction in anticipation. Treasurer Jim Chalmers, in announcing the review, also snuck in news that he was appointing two new members to the current Reserve Bank board. What did you make of those appointments? Uh, Dr Ross will bring a deep understanding of labour markets and economics Having led the Fair Work Commission... Chalmers has appointed Ian Ross, whose background includes very early on in the 1990s, he was an assistant secretary at the ACTU, an expert in labour economics, and you have to think probably with um, a union, uh, you know, interest in mind. Alana Rubin has over 20 years of corporate board experience across diverse sectors of our economy. On the other hand, Elena Rubin, who comes from Labor-affiliated Slater & Gordon law firm, but has also served uh, on the super boards, uh, including for the ACTU. So you've got two people who probably um, the RBA hasn't seen the the like of on its board for some time. In fact, um, the last uh, clearly sort of uh, union-affiliated appointments were really from the 1990s. And then uh, John Howard uh, came to government and... uh, and that's really the last kind of clear uh, Labor-related, um, that's uh, Labor with a U, connected uh, board member. So it's a signal. You've previously stated several times one of the strengths of the RBA in its current format is the frequency of board meetings having 11 and means you can quickly respond to issues as they come up. Do you think changing that to eight reduces that strength? Uh, we'll have to work through that. Um, I've um, valued meeting 11 times a year. The current Reserve Bank Board meets 11 times a year to set interest rates, so that's the first Tuesday of every month. In the future, they'll only meet eight times a year. How will that change the way they make decisions on interest rates? Now, the advantage, supposedly, there'll be more time for board members to take stock of the state of play, uh, to get research and to consider it. So what will change is We get these uh, just eight meetings, immediately a a press conference to discuss what was decided and and why, whereas now what tends to happen is there's immediately a a statement, perhaps about eight to ten paragraphs uh, from Philip Lowe in this case, 
and uh, really kind of no other correspondence until either he or another senior board member speaks or they give the minutes, something like 10 days to two weeks after each of these meetings. And by the sound of it, um, an encouragement to at least give some kind of a scorecard of how many of the nine voted one way or another. As it stands, it's assumed that all the decisions are unanimous. The bank takes its decisions. The review mentions the word diversity 50 times. Well, I share the review's concerns uh, about uh, diversity at the Reserve Bank and more broadly in our economic institutions. Uh, But there are all kinds of diversity that we need to factor in. It's interesting, Peter, that the review says that we need more diversity at the Reserve Bank. What's the culture like there? So um, if you speak to people who have left the bank, you know, they talk about um, it's something like a, a monastery. You get people emerging from university, they become graduates, and they sort of beaver away. Um, they uh, presumably uh, chant the right chants and they progress. But if they leave, there's not much sort of coming back. You sort of left the fold. And I think if the uh, review, they want to see a more diverse organization. They want to see people coming and going, a kind of maybe more reflective mix of the population sort of working with inside the bank. A visitor to the place now will find it does seem a rather kind of, you know, like a 1960s state institution. It's got nothing of the sort of flash um, entrance that uh, you might find, say, government buildings in in Canberra. So maybe that's part of the image. It's uh, conservative uh, in its practices, sort of rock solid perhaps, but uh, is it able to change with the times? And I think that's really um, a subtext to the review. Next, how will these changes to the Reserve Bank affect future interest rates? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. The review is also recommending a change to the Reserve Bank's official objective or purpose. Currently, that is to, quote, contribute to the stability of the currency, full employment and the economic prosperity and welfare of the Australian people. Now, this is going to be clarified so that the Reserve Bank will have to give equal weight to fighting inflation and ensuring full employment. What will that mean in practice? Yes, so clarifying the... um economic objectives of the RBA, uh, so that it includes uh, full employment, will perhaps uh, dilute some of that obsession that the public has that the RBA is really only focused on inflation. Internally, they would say they're not, but it's certainly not really how it's communicated. And so in the future, it'll be 
well, how are we doing on the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, but also just, you know, what's underemployment look like? So these issues will kind of get equal weighting, and that's, um, that'll probably change the conversation. As times change, we need to change too. And the review will help us do this as the bank and its staff strive to promote the collective economic welfare of the Australian people. Well, Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe fronted the media shortly after the review was released publicly. He accepted all of the recommended changes, but he was also forced to accept that changes were needed. What did you make of his response to the review? It's not often that a central bank gets reviewed, so it's important that the job is done well and it's done thoughtfully and that the process is constructive. And this is exactly what's happened here. It's been a good process. So... It's pretty clear that, um, firstly, Philip Lowe had no choice but to accept the recommendations. Mm. They say they welcome it, but it's, you know, probably through gritted teeth. It's hard for, to imagine if he wanted to keep his job that he could really say, well, look, I don't agree with uh, recommendation three or four or five or, or so on. Here's why. Um, mm. Now, in Lowe's case, he seems like he would like to have his uh, seven-year term extended. That remains to be seen. Are you hopeful or expecting another term? Well, it's a great honour and it's a great privilege to have the job that I have and I would say it's also a great responsibility. Do you think he'll stay on at the bank? It's entirely up to the government whether whether I continue to serve in this role after September. If I was asked to continue, I would. If I'm not asked to continue, I'll find another way to contribute to Australian society. I think uh, the government has been quite happy lately for the Reserve Bank to cop a lot of the flack for the high interest rates. Um, on the other hand, the uh, Reserve Bank will go through soon uh, quite a destabilizing potential period where this new board is selected. Um, you can imagine continuity amidst this instability will be one of the priorities. So it wouldn't surprise me that um, Lowe is kept on until these changes are bettered down by, say, July 2024. That's the target. So perhaps a, a one-year or, or even longer extension, a short extension, might be possible. The other side, of course, is you know what sort of candidate is available to fill his place from outside or from within the bank might well determine just when uh, Philip Lowe goes. Now, Peter, these changes to the Reserve Bank aren't expected to take place till next July when interest rates might have already eased. So how will these changes help Australians struggling with the cost of living crisis now? These changes, when they come down, you know, won't affect very much interest rates for your average person. If you're a borrower or, you know, you hold deposits, you know, you might not notice much change at all. The part that is probably significant though, is that the bank, it's being stress test for the future. And it's a future which will have, you know, more challenges, possibly, uh, you know, greater ones than we've seen in the last few decades. So it's that sort of setting up for um, anticipating, you know, challenges to come. And, you know, hopefully we'll steer the economy through those coming storms, you know, better than this current uh, arrangement would have. It's hard to sort of compare that, you know, what if we hadn't made the changes sort of issue. But um, I suspect your average um, interest rate 
won't really change that much because of you know restructuring of the RBA, but it's more like setting it up so that it's um, going to be a better steward when uh, we get those uh, sort of next round of financial storms. That was Peter Hannum, economics correspondent for Guardian Australia. You can find his analysis on the recommendations of the review at theguardian.com. It includes insights from former Reserve Bank officials on the practical difference these changes will make. The article's called A Singular Focus on Interest Rates, Fresher Board, Fewer Meetings. But what else could change at the RBA? We'll post a link to that article on the Full Story website. This episode was produced by myself, Alison Chan, Karishma Luthria and Joe Koning, who also did the sound design, mixing and composed our theme music. The executive producers for this episode were Miles Martignoni and Hannah Parks. I'm Jane Lee. Catch you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.